Hey there, we're the Westlop Pirates and welcome to the show. We're here to share our thoughts on Northwestern athletics and college sports with thoughts and analysis from the visceral to the statistical. We run our tailgate with the red pirate flag flying high above as we give no quarter, especially the fourth. I'm Sam Walter. I'm John Lacombe. And I'm Eric Skoskowspo. Uh, so today we are going to talk about one of the teams Northwestern does not play as we get into our preview episodes. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about our, our favorite doormat. Uh, that would I was be... going to say, does does not play because they're not in the Big Ten? Well, it depends on what year you're listening to this podcast in. <laughs> if you're listening in 2025, maybe that's true. And, and that that's an interesting question, and, and maybe we can get into that at the end of uh, at the end of this. But as we kind of dive into Rutgers, um, just the absolute train wreck of a of a football team. Um, defensively, John, tell tell me, could the three of us move the ball on Rutgers? Uh, well, so anyone who's wait, listening, wait, but before we jump in and. And heap too much. I mean, they're horrible across the board. That's where we're going here. But Northwestern also like nearly crapped the bed oh, at oh, Rutgers that, last year. Oh, I'll be talking about that. <laughs> I um, guess like this is in our no plays, and thank God because it's the classic like Northwestern come down, don't pay enough attention, uh, let down game. Right. It's funny so, that we, like it's, right, it, it's funny that we joke about uh, you know. Is Rutgers a Big Ten team? Are they not a Big Ten team? Because I kind of feel like the quote-unquote Rutgers games on our schedule this year are non-conference opponents. Um, but I mean, they it, should be in the MAC based on like how they perform against Northwest, yeah, <laughs> or how no. we perform against them. Oh God! So the you know a good place to start with this is we've been doing these summer previews for a long time now. Um, which means I've spent a long time looking at Big Ten statistical rankings and trying to make sense of them. So it's important here to point out that this is the first time doing any team that I've ever arrived at the following conclusion. So Rutgers fielded the number four pass defense in the Big Ten last year. And the reason they fielded the number four pass defense in the conference is that everyone else decided it would be mean to throw against them. If you, if you're waiting for me to feed you another narrative, I will not, sir. Uh, this team had 16 sacks, eight interceptions, the number 13 rush defense in the conference, and Rutgers gave up 31 points a game. And you know, Scuzz sort of just alluded to it, but so without stepping on his work uh, that he's going to have to slog through in a second. Let's just say that you can't really evaluate the Rutgers defense in a vacuum. Um, <clears throat> they're briefly acceptable number nine total defense in the conference. You can't talk about that without mentioning that teams usually didn't have very far to go on the field to score when they got the football against Rutgers. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and, and here's where, you know, what I alluded to when Scott said what he said earlier. Rutgers played two types of teams in 2018. Teams coached by Pat Fitzgerald, who were content <laughs> to operate out of, let's say, a Tecmo Bowl-sized playbook against Rutgers. Um, and everyone else, who spent most of the second half throttling down and emptying the bench against Rutgers. So, the funny thing is, 
this Rutgers team should have been light years the worst defense in the conference, except they weren't. No, which is amazing. Not even close because Illinois and Nebraska. But uh, this is the part where we reach, you know, the reach this part of the preview where I'm supposed to go through the Rutgers lineup and I try to identify authentic Big Ten defensive football players. And I'd like to pat myself on the back here because I could easily just punt and say, look, no one on this team had more than seven tackles for loss. No one had more than four sacks. No one had more than three interceptions and just call it a day. But I'm all heart. I'm going to work a little harder here. Rutgers actually has two defensive ends who don't completely suck in Alorm Lumor and Mike Verdoff. Um, these guys combined for eight sacks, which doesn't have much going for it, but... They both have multiple years of eligibility left, and that's significant for Rutgers because Rutgers rarely, if ever, has players who make notable contributions prior to their senior year. Um, Their best player on defense is probably cornerback Avery Young, who had 10 pass breakups as a freshman, which was by far the most stellar performance on this roster. When you factor in the fact that, again, teams were too nice to throw on Rutgers that much. So when you factor that in... 10 pass breakups as a freshman, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Um, so, but with all that said, that's three guys. I'm going to stop there with the returning players because I just don't care enough to keep going. Um, I will also mention, though, that anyone looking for some sort of silver lining here relative to the guys I did mention need to consider that Lumor and Tverdoff are both from the Illinois school of cheating the sack stats by playing linebacker-sized guys at defensive end, Uh, which is just another way of saying that the 196 combined tackles that linebackers Trevor Morris and Deontay Roberts combined for last year were all made way downfield. Uh, This team is a ragdoll up front. Um, And... In the aforementioned Rutgers tradition of guys not being relevant until they're seniors, Morris and Roberts are both graduated now. So do I care about who is replacing Morris and Roberts at linebacker? No, I do not. Um, I should also mention Rutgers has a new defensive coordinator, and I'm not going to name him either. I will say that he told a notable college football preview that his strategy at Rutgers will include, include quote, getting guys to play hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to stand by my decision to not name him. Um, I'll now conclude with my standard uh, boiler point, blah, 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 until Rutgers is finally forced out of the Big Ten statement. And uh, I'll say the end. Rutgers football, getting guys to play hard <laughs> since getting, 2019. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Amazing. Oh, boy. Um, Scuzz, can you top that offensively? I mean, that that's a pretty low bar to uh to surpass but i i think rutgers offense i mean they bring eight guys back from last year well and... rutgers rutgers offense offense can surpass the defense in this way they were the worst offense in the big 10 last year it wasn't close <laughs> um it was the worst offense at rutgers of the last seven years Ooh. they averaged 13 and a half points per game Oh God! It, what's it's crazy, Scuzz. I feel like you know I've listened to you preview Rutgers for all these years, and I feel like sneakily in years past, Rutgers has had like individual guys on offense who are great athletes. Is that like well run dry? Ah, uh, maybe. I just I like last year was just catastrophically bad. Um, 
you know, they, 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 they've often had somebody decent at running back. Um, frankly, probably just the turmoil at OC caught up with them last year. You guys might recall that, um, two years ago, they very strangely hired former Minnesota head coach, Jerry kill to be their offensive coordinator. He took what had been a, I don't know, relatively modern offense and, and moved it backward 40 years, um, was super conservative. And as a result, they only averaged like 18 points per game and just did not look great. They fired him. Well, I, well, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't happened. think they fired him. I think he just sort of left. Yeah, he left. And then they brought back, um, the guy that they had had way back in the day, uh, John McNulty, who was with the team back in the Greg Schiano era. And somehow McNulty's offense performed worse than Jerry kills. I, I, a lot of it's the freshman QB. We'll, we'll get to some of that, but let me, let me wallow through these, these stats for a moment. Um, 13 and a half points per game overall, only 11.1 in conference. Their average, their average game was 31 to 13. That was their average game. Michigan State is the only other team in the Big Ten that was below 20 points per game on offense, and they still averaged almost a touchdown more than Rutgers. So I, I mentioned the freshman QB. Um, Artur Sitkowski was just horrific. <laughs> he was just <laughs> awful. Um, he threw 18 interceptions. The other QBs threw another four on top of that. Combined, they only threw for five touchdowns. They had a five TD to 22 interception <laughs> ratio. They Whoa. were minus 14 in turnover margin. This, this is, I mean, this is kind of what happens when you start a freshman QB, but it's like the worst version of that. Um, what's funny and really surprising is their offensive line was actually pretty good in pass protection. Their sack rate last year was in line with Stanford. They gave up fewer sacks overall than any of the last six years. And I'm talking rate, uh, not just number. Uh, Sikowski was below 50% completion in every single game. Only twice he eclipsed 60%. One of those games was their big win against Texas State to open the year. And Ooh, the other was win. against... Big win. Wait, wait for it. Illinois. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Sitkowski lost his job late in the year, and Giovanni Rossigno took over. Rossigno had been kind of in and out of the starter role over the last few years. Um, he had a reasonable outing against Michigan State to end the season. It was it was not you know it was not Clayton Thorson level performance against Michigan State, but it was okay. And now they're coming back. Like Sitkowski is back, and he's presumably the guy. He's a sophomore. You hope that he's improved, right? Um, they have added a, a grad transfer from, from Texas Tech, McLean Carter, which is just an ultra Texas name. Oh God, and yeah. He, he was far better than Sitkowski in extremely limited du- duty in Lubbock, but I, I mean, at least they have some de- some depth now because uh, Rosinio has graduated. Uh, McNulty, you know, is going to try try to try to revive things again. They still have Rasheem Blackshear. You know, John, you mentioned these these players that have that have um, boosted them. I forget the running back. They had a Paul something or other at running back a couple of years ago. And then um, they've, they've kind of always had like strength at the running back position, you know, getting decent O-line recruits out of, out of Rutgers. And then the occasional, like, you know, gunslinger QB. Um, 
but you know, Blackshear comes back. He's solid. Uh, they get most of the receivers. They got, I think three, three returning starters on O line. Like the bottom line is it's virtually impossible for this offense to be worse than last year. Like statistically, they just have to revert to the mean a little bit. They're still going to be in the bottom third of the conference, maybe in the bottom two or three. I don't think they have an answer at QB. Sitkowski just was so out of his depth last year. And frankly, I think the OC might be out of his depth as well. I mean, he hadn't called plays since 2009, and now the guy is back trying to operate in uh, a college system that's dramatically different. Um, Like, it's enough. I think this is going to be Chris, Chris Ash's last year at the helm at Rutgers. And I think it's going to be bad. Well, let, let's kind of go through the uh, the schedule here and, and really kind of pick this apart and see how bad it could get. Um, they open the, the year uh, with a home game against UMass. Then they travel to Iowa before getting a bye week. Uh, they're home for Boston College at Michigan, home for Maryland at Indiana, home for Minnesota, and a game against Liberty that I just do not understand. Like, you, you know they're really, you know, scraping for whatever they oh, can get. Oh, I understand it. Liberty. <laughs> I, I understand why Rutgers scheduled that game. <laughs> I, uh, interestingly, Phil Steele has Liberty, Liberty um, categorically higher ranked than Massachusetts, like across the board, every position group. Uh, so mm-hmm. after, after Liberty, they travel to Illinois before getting a bye week to prepare for Ohio State. Uh, Michigan State comes in, and then they finish the year at Penn State. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear yeah. Lord. So, I mean, so, so, qu- so hey, well, hey, if uh, Artur Sikowski, if you are listening. Thank you for listening, you know, if you are. D- do your best. Do your best, and then after November 2nd, just go get as high as you possibly can. Smoke all of the weed. Get suspended for the last three games of the year. You, you just like, you don't want to be out there. I if you think look, Arthur Sitkowski decommitted from Miami to go to Rutgers. If you think he's not already smoking all the weed in the world just to get him, <laughs> just to get himself through last winter, I don't know what to tell you. Um, this I'll say this. I mean, though, I mean, frankly, at this point, maybe it's med- maybe it's medicinal, right? Like, yeah. Hey, I so I'll say this. I think. You know, you're talking about Chris Ash getting fired, and I mean, in all, I mean, yes, that's going to happen. But he probably will be able to walk into the AD's office, um, you know, come winter 2019, and say, you know, say, look, we're trending upwards. I think they're probably going to go from one and eleven to two and ten. Um, so you know, he he can he can point to a positive indicator, say, look, we're on the way up here. Uh, I think oh. they probably pull out that UMass game, and I think they probably yeah. pull out that Liberty game. I don't know. Huh. Hugh Freeze bringing the bringing the Liberty Flames to Colin. Oh God! I if if I'm Rutgers, I'm circling October nineteenth, hosting Minnesota. I, Might be their homecoming. I don't know. I just. I mean, it, what, it, would, what, it would it would be great for Northwestern. Let's if let's, Rutgers could pull that off. Let's just let, I'll just I'll just throw that out there. The fair, universe. but what? So take me back. What what is it that you were saying about Rutgers and sacks earlier? They didn't they 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 didn't give up any. 
So they that's were really they were their offensive line was decent last year, and they bring back um, most of those guys. So that's interesting because like my knee jerk reaction is that just like Carter Coughlin is going to like open up Sitkowski's chest and take his soul out in this game, but maybe that's not true. If now, the one... I, now let, let's be fair. I didn't watch a lot of Rutgers football last year uh, by choice. <laughs> um, th- so this could have played out two ways, right? Sikowski might be like very adept at just like throwing the ball away. The, the moment it gets close to him, um, he was minus 66 in net yards rushing when you, <laughs> now that includes like sack yardage, uh, but he was only sacked 16 times. And, you know, out of his, what, 273 attempts, um, I mean, like, the, like, the sack rate is, is below 5%. Again, it's, it's on par with Stanford, which is kind of incredible. Um, it's, I, I will say this. If your theory is that Chris Ash is going to get fired, I can tell you when he's going to get fired. Uh, so, because... inter- interesting, because I, I, are you really going to fire him in the bye week before the three toughest games of the year? Or two of the three toughest games of the year? God, nah. I don't. I, I, maybe, maybe at, not. At that, at that point, I mean, like, you know what's coming. Ride it out. I mean, there's you don't get anything by firing him early, right? I mean, here's, here's the if thing. He, if he goes over in the Maryland, Indiana, Minnesota stretch, I wonder if that's when they do it. If, maybe. If they're going to do it in season. I don't, I don't, I think it's yeah. more likely to happen at year end. Yeah, I mean, you, you might be right. The only thing I'm thinking is that, like, Illinois – and I don't want to step on our Illinois preview because I don't want to ruin everyone's joy. Uh, and that's coming down the pipe. But that Illinois team throttled this Rutgers team. And if that happens again, uh, which statistically shouldn't be possible, uh, but if it does happen again, um, I, you know, I can't imagine what the heck Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State are going to do. But I think dude, we're in a... Dude. Kansas throttled this yeah. Rutgers team. I mean, this they were, and and I mean, like a team like like their non cons. I mean, congrats for getting UMass, but I mean, Boston College is going to roll into Piscataway and obliterate them. Um, and I, and Boston College is not the greatest team in the world, but they're a very competent football team, um, and that is light years better than Rutgers. Um, and good God, like. Week two against that Iowa defense. Whoa, Nelly. Um, like, good God. That 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 might look like a Boston College home game, too. Um, and I hope it does so I can tweet a picture at the jack wagon that ranked Northwestern as the 14th best fan base in the Big Ten, which is effing absurd for so many yeah. reasons. But, um, yeah, like, honestly, this team got demolished by Kansas, demolished by Buffalo. If if they don't get market improvement on on offense or on defense or like moderate improvement on the two, like that UMass is no gimme. Liberty certainly isn't a gimme. No, you're right. And and again, I mean, it'll be obviously we'll be looking for you know we play UMass later in the year, so I mean our eyes will sort of be on that Rutgers game. But you're right. I mean, really. On on a Friday on a Friday night or Friday whenever it is, you're actually going to spend <laughs> one ounce of brain power watching Rutgers UMass. Let's put it this way: if that hypothetical person exists, they're the same hypothetical person that would watch Rutgers at Illinois on November second. Because <laughs> if, as bad as Rutgers UMass is, when you factor in that somehow 
Rutgers at Illinois is a Big Ten conference football game. Uh, I, I, I can't even with that. But, but yeah, anyway. It, it, it's, it's worth mentioning. Like we, neither one of us talked about it, but there are no big time. There are no like big recruits coming in to Rutgers. There's, there's, there's nothing here that we haven't like outlined. And no, I mean, it's just, like, there's like this team, zero one two like this team is maybe so if they much... get lucky and jump like three wins, like, but that's, that's I mean, it. That, that's, it ain't, it ain't going higher than that. Yeah, no, that's a stretch even. Oh I, no. I think go, that would be three. amazing. I mean, maybe that home <laughs> that would game. would be amazing. That home game against Maryland or something, but I mean, I don't hold your breath for that. Oh, like I, Maryland uh, is Maryland is the better team for sure in that game. They, um, they it's, ain't. They it's ain't funny too. Maryland. Like I mean, like Rutgers was not good when they entered the Big Ten, but they were light years better than this team is. Um, it's just Rutgers is just there. What, what, what year did they come in? Oh God, has it been? Was it twenty thirteen? Six, twelve, or thirteen? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, in 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 twelve, I don't think it was twelve. I think it was thirteen. Because Nebraska was twenty eleven, and Rutgers and Maryland were two years later. Yeah, two years later. So I think it was thirteen. So in twenty thirteen, John, you joked earlier about like the, their the average score of their Big Ten game was thirty one to ten. Yeah. The average score in uh, twenty thirteen, they averaged twenty seven points on offer, offense and gave up an average of thirty on defense. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they didn't suck when they came in. They just weren't particularly good. But And the defense, at least, like, the defense got a lot worse, and then it, like, is back to, like, flatline with, you know, not a lot of hope based on your, your you know, rundown for improvement. And the offense is, like, statistically going to revert to the mean, but that mean might be 15 points a game. But you, but you get that New York market though, because let me tell you something: New Yorkers <laughs> just love that Rutgers football. Love so, it. So, I, and, we and go, that, we're no. going wait. We're we're going too long here, but I have a question about that because that's come up on a couple of our previous podcasts. Like, do the does the 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 cable television in New York cannot be stupid enough to say like, "Hey, Big Ten, we're we're only going to put you in our in our deal if you have a local team." Right? No, it, it's How? it's different. Like if it, it's what I it's because they charge the Big Ten charges differently if a team is in the market. So like if you're living in say Texas or you know California or something like that, um, and your carrier decides that they want to get the Big Ten network, it only and I don't know what the numbers have changed, but it was like twenty cents a subscriber compared to if you're if you have a team in the market, it was like a dollar fifty a subscriber. I mean, it was like a significant difference, and you know, no one outside of the Big Ten footprint gave a rat's ass. So, like, you're not going to get the Big Ten network on like any package in California. But now that you know, in New York, because they have a team there, because Rutgers is part part of the market, they can charge. A whole lot more, and it's not for Rutgers. It's for all of the Big Ten uh, alumni, all the grads from, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, you know, Ohio State. Everyone who went to New York, they're they're the ones watching the Big Ten Network. They're the watching their teams, and they're able to. No one cares about Rutgers. They just needed that footprint so they could charge so much more in the New York market per subscriber. The, the the my reaction to that is that the Big Ten is dumb. What 
why did they set their pricing in that former fashion? Why didn't they just say like, "Hey, New York TV market, you're you have X percent of Big Ten alumni. We're gonna charge you a dollar." Um, eh, whatever. It's I uh, just I, that's I, that's I, thank you, Sammy, though, because I have not understood that until until just now that you laid it out. I know we're going to close the door on this god-awful football program in a second, but I'd just like to point out that UConn is currently looking for a home, and a straight-switch Rutgers for UConn still gives us that Northeast market. It's a like-for-like. Oh, my God, John. It's a a like-for-like in god-awful football, and then we at least get UConn men's and women's basketball. Except we don't because UConn left uh, to join the Big East. So oh, that's like, true. UConn is in the Big East for everything except football because there is no Big East football anymore. So it's it's UConn football going independent or trying to hook up somewhere else, and that's that's the only one that's around. John, I'm I'm pretty sure that this is like the third most New New Hampshire bias comment you've ever made on the podcast. Oh, do not think that we like Connecticut up in New Hampshire. My <laughs> that is not. No, no. Oh. All right, let's go ahead and, uh, and close the close the book on Rutgers. Good, good um, night, Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for showing up. You're thanks, still thanks drunk. for being here. We'll go ahead and leave it there for this episode. Uh, head to our website, westlawpirates.com, where you can leave comments and questions. Look for us on Facebook and Twitter at Westlaw Pirates. Email the show westlawpirates at gmail.com. Tune in next time as we give our visceral and statistical views on Northwestern athletics. And look for us in the west lot of Ryan Field flying the red pirate flag because we give no quarter, especially the fourth. John Lacombe and Eric Skazby and Sam Walter. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.